Welcome back to the second ever CAT Community Call, which are on the first Monday of every month at 1700 UTC. Unfortunately, quite a few of our team members could not make this meeting for miscellaneous reasons, so do keep that in mind. I think it's important that we continue to keep doing these community calls so you guys can listen in, catch up, ask questions, get to know our developers better. I think it's really important and it's something that I intend on doing going forward for the project. I think maybe next time we might do a Twitch live stream or maybe it's it's on YouTube as well to encourage uh, activity and participation. We did have a couple people show up inside of our Discord server and they asked a few questions at the end. But anyways, so some things to look out for in the coming month. We have an AMA with FTM Alerts on the 9th and this will be on their Discord server as well on YouTube stream. We have a formal Spooky Swap partnership that should be coming out relatively soon. And of course, the phase two UI enhancements will be gradually pushed out as they are completed. So you may notice some cleaning up, reorganizing of the application and its components. And of course, multi-pair support is a big thing that we've been working on for a long time. Unfortunately, it is a very complex piece of code that needs to be implemented, but hopefully we will have it soon for you guys. Without further ado, it's gonna be Ian starting off talking about what the front end team has been working on quality of life fixes. So, so we partnered up with, or we're working with SpookySwap on FTM. So they're going to be using our iframe. So, and they requested some features. So we, well, I implemented those. Those are in dev right now. They should be in prod soon. And then finally did the market summary stuff for Phantom, Polygon, and BSC, basically anything that's not Ethereum. Almost every coin now should have some basic data. Uh, it's usually coming from CoinGecko or uh, the, there was a small bug with Keck tier numbers. Like it, it wasn't really a bug. It was just, if someone had like 0.01 away from the next tier, it, it kind of, it, the, the rounding was weird. So I've basically rounded up to the nearest number. So like if you have, let's say you have 4,999.1, it'll, Round up to 5,000. So it's a little hack if you want to save like 0 0.0 cents or something. With the with the iframe stuff, the embedding, adding uh, some some better theming. Theming. So by default, the uh, the chart is dark themed with the accent color based on what token is loaded. Uh, and now this can be we could also do you could also do a, a light theme. But now you could also turn off that accent color or change it. Again, this is uh, this is for Swap. Last thing was just the first pair, if it's available, will be pan PancakeSwap V1. And then stuff I'm working on currently, adding uh, the finally adding going to be adding the native pricing charts. So that means like if, uh, for instance, CAC on ETH, so it'd be CAC paired to ETH instead of CAC USD, stuff like that. So on Phantom, it'd be, uh, if, if it's paired with Phantom, you can then show the Phantom price history. And then I'm also working on some updates to the search uh, and then uh, working with Will to multiple various design stuff, uh, trying to, working on like better pair filtering because we're, we're about to have a lot of pairs once we have multi-pair support. Uh, so like certain tokens could have probably like 20 or more pairs. So we're working on a way to, to better organize that and filter that stuff. And that's been kind of a, a, a difficult task uh, 
we're kind of in a unique situation because we support everything. Um, a lot of other token explorers, they kind of like, you have to explicitly tell it what chain you're looking on or you want to search on. And we're trying to make it easy for people to find what they want. So if you don't necessarily know what chain it is, we want to have the options there to, to dial down and find these things that you're looking for. So yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's stuff that's Will, our, our designer um, and I have been working on and yeah, that the, We've already had sort of a design push last update, but this this phase two will be, it, it probably won't come out in one huge bit. We'll probably release things as they happen, but the, uh, the next month or two, we'll, we'll start pushing these updates. Uh, you'll, you'll notice changes. And then for Blagio, since he's not here, um, he was working on, we have the, um, the when you select a, a, a pair, we have that like, buy or sell on Uniswap or Susie Shop or whatever. And we were going to have a an iframe pop up there, but we've sort of decided that um, the UI UX of it is kind of iffy. Plus, uh, there's multiple security concerns. For instance, like that could be hijacked and, and you could end up seeing a, a fake Uniswap website and you connect to it. And we don't want to deal with that. So we're just going to keep linking to the, uh, the exchanges and we're also going to be adding uh, new exchanges such as Rubik and probably one inch um, but that's uh, that's going to be a little that's going to be part of the the next phase two of the design stuff um, so that'll come out hopefully the next couple of months and so now uh, so Blasio was working on that uh, we stopped that and now he's going to be doing some filters for the trending page uh, so you'll be able to filter based on chain and exchange. And I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jacob, but I believe the chain is, is for everybody and then exchange will be a, a, a tier feature, correct? Yeah, that is correct. So you have to hold Keck tokens to actually filter by, uh, by the exchange, but filtering by chain, you'll, everybody will be able to do that. So you'll be able to see the top 10 trending tokens on uh, you know, hypothetically, you know, BSC, or maybe you want to see the top 10 on Polygon and, and so on and so forth, Phantom and all the other chains we support. Yeah, so uh, I believe he's, uh, Blajo has something in the works for that. So I'll be working with him this week, I'm sure, to uh, get that out. And I, I believe that's everything for the front end, design-wise and, and UI and stuff. I mean... Uh, still sort of laying a lot of groundwork. Um, there's still a lot of things that are required in the back end, which we'll get to. But yeah, things are things are coming together and, and these updates are, are getting easier to, to implement. Um, we just need to, since we, we we're adding more and more data, it's getting to the point where we have to rethink how we organize this stuff. And Will has had a lot of great concepts uh, and uh, I wish he was here to talk about it, but yeah, he's he's been great. It's been it's been great working with him, and hopefully we'll have some some nice stuff out in the next month or so. Yeah, Ian, maybe maybe you can talk about the the turtle versus the hare type of situation where I know before you've mentioned quite a few times that a lot of these applications are uh, they have a front end and they're pointing to external sources like Graph Protocol or you know CoinGecko or, or wherever it might be. 
and that you know they're not building any back-end systems and i think this is this is a really big talking point that we need to discuss uh is that we are building something that is going to you know stand the test of time and that you know like we're going to have an api that people can call upon that's actually going to be very valuable like you think about CoinGecko and how many people use their API to to gather data points. I think eventually we will start collecting our own unique pieces of data and offering that to people. And so, yeah, Ian, do you want to sort of like talk about that? Just it seems like people don't understand that about our project where they say like, oh, we want this feature now. You know, why aren't we implementing so many new features? You know, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, well, we have to build the backend systems in order to do that. So it's like, it's not as easy as it might seem. Yeah, I mean, you, you basically said it. Yeah, a lot of these these uh, other projects, they, they rely on the graph or other, other third-party services. And we've seen multiple times how the graph can go down or, or be delayed by days, months sometimes. Uh, I think PancakeSwap is having that issue. Obviously, like, we, we will use these other sources of data uh, probably in the interim, but like the, our long-term goal is to build all these systems ourselves and collect this data ourselves, uh, and and make it more reliable and and more stable. Because yeah, like uh, we can't rely on these third-party services because if they go down, we're that's at, we're out that's out of our control. So yeah, like um, obviously we're we're missing a few things, but like a lot of the the tools that we're going to be building are going to rely on historical data and keeping track of that stuff. And the more reliance we put on third party, the, the less, um, uh, less chance of centralized failure, basically. Yeah. Less reliant, reliant we become, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what the word I'm thinking of, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And Ian, just, just to, just to go back to one point you were talking about, I, I believe very soon we're going to have, and this is something that so many people have requested, uh, the ability to put the, you know, the, like on the trading view charts, for example, to output the, the, the price, the, the asset, you know, not just in USD values, but also in like Ethereum and Phantom and, you know, the underlying native token. So I, I think that's, you know, going to be going to be coming soon. Am, am I right, Ian? Yeah, uh, yeah. So the first version of this is just going to be either uh, USD or the base currency of that whatever chain you're on. So Ethereum, Phantom, and so on. Once we have multi-pair support, that's going to be whatever the other pair is. So if it's like let's say CAC USDT, you'll be able to switch between. I mean, that, that wouldn't really make sense that much. But you you lose or switch between USD and USDT. There'd be a little difference there, but like for instance, if we're like Keck and Chainlink, you'd have the option of showing USDT, USD price history, or versus Chainlink history, stuff like that. But the yeah, the, that's that's uh, once the multiplayer support is finished. But for now, um, it, it'll probably go out this week. Uh, we'll have um, you'll be able to switch between USD and whatever the the chain's native currency is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that. A lot of people have requested that. So I'm, I'm super excited to get that implemented soon. And, and like you say, having the, the additional pairing, whatever it might be. So if it's CAC versus, you know, um, any other, you know, pairing, it will output to that, which is, which is cool. 
let's move on to the next topic. So, uh, and so we basically just talked about the front end. We talked about uh, Lajo, Will, and Ian, and what they've done over the past month. Unfortunately, Philip is not here today to lead the back in discussion. Uh, Amrick is here, so he can discuss what he has worked on. Uh, unfortunately, Jeff is not here, and he's uh, recently moved to the back end side as well. Amrick, take it away. Uh, just let us know what you've been working on the past month. Uh, yeah, so like last month, I worked on updating the trending endpoint for us to be able to filter trends by exchange and change parameters, which will help us display trending data based on a specific chain or exchange. And I also worked on like creating a script to basically clear out the bad data that we have for Pancake. That's uh, actually like uh, still in, like it's completed, but like it's not being run because it takes a lot of time. So like uh, me and Philip were going to find a better solution to take care of that. Uh, and then next thing was implementation of a watchdog service to check trades for every exchange and alert everyone on the team if the trades are behind a certain time period so like we don't miss on any basically problems for the time breakouts and then currently i've been working on creating an endpoint to get the market summary data for token and prayers so like this this was my most recent work like that i've been working on most of the things uh, like uh, the watchdog service and the pancake script like uh, they're still not fully completed yet because there was some things that uh, came in the reviews that was that needed to be changed so like uh, yeah this was pretty pretty much that i worked on last month yeah i and i really appreciate your work amrick you've, you've been doing a really great job lately and I, I think i've said that many times before but it seems like uh between you know philip doing the the overviewing and reviewing of code and and jeff as well really assisting with the api and, and code cleanup on the back end uh things are really uh, coming together they're they're becoming more robust and just overall things like it feels like the back end is really just you know solidifying there was one more thing that you were working on just just recently it was a pretty quick piece of code that will be improving the the trending tokens so the the criteria is that um, a token yeah. has to have a trade within the last 15 minutes basically in order to trend and so i think this is something that's worth talking about just just briefly the reason why we need to babysit the trending is because i talked to quite a few community members and, the, and they say to me like well, most search tokens are not equivalent to trending tokens. And, and, I, and I thought about it and I was like, you know what, you're right. Uh, so just because a token is searched a lot does not make it trending. Now that might sound almost counterintuitive, but when you think about it, you know, if, if a token doesn't have any trades within a week and three people or five people or a hundred people, whatever, search for it, well, you know, if nobody's buying the token, it's very unlikely that, you know, if there's no volume, there's no trades. So like, well, how is, you know, why is it trending? That, that logically doesn't make sense. Uh, so this, this script that should be getting implemented relatively soon will help filter out tokens that basically are not active and, you know, shouldn't be trending. And yeah, th this is something that we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to sort of caress and babysit the trending uh, until we have, you know, many, many, many more users. And then we can resort to wisdom of the crowd, basically. You know, we have 10,000 people on the application at any given moment. 
and you know, let's say you know, mm, uh, a tenth of them all of a sudden search a token, well, that's more than likely going to be the token that is the hot topic in the cryptocurrency world because some big YouTuber just mentioned it or whatever. So super excited to get that, that little script pushed. Um, let's see here. So we have the general team, which would consist of myself. It would consist of Sarah, which is not in here. I, I offered to bring her in, but she's she's just sort of more recently becoming more integrated into the project. So she's sort of like the mother hen of the project, taking care of the finances and like, you know, organizing documents. And I mentioned this in the last call. But anyways, I think maybe she might attend the next one. But with that said, Peter, do you want to just sort of talk about what you've been working on over the, the past month? Yeah, sure. Um, well, we talked about this in the previous meetings and the, the filling script that Philip made for me to upload logos and color schemes really helped a lot. So apart from the usual uh, mentioning CAC uh, everywhere, posting charts, etc., adding logos for projects and then reaching out to them really, really helped in the last month. And that's what I've been doing. Basically, I check the uh, trending tokens and see if any logos are missing or if there are any tokens that are of interest. And then I reach out to the community. And sometimes if they are uh, very receptive, I put a logo in that's maybe more high quality, which they then appreciate. And from there on, you can build a kind of connection and um, maybe get the, the chart on their site or just linked in their Telegram or even just a pin from the Telegram admin. But um, yeah, that's what I've been doing basically daily, repeating this and then, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's okay. I mean, a lot of your roles are, are you know, semi-repetitive. So you're doing them on a regular basis, whether that's like you say, logo updates or reaching out to you know smaller projects that might want to use our charts or iframe and, and so on but that's perfectly okay so i imagine you know in the next community call you, you'll probably have something very similar to say unless some oddball you know um, task comes up or whatnot so that's that's perfectly okay uh, and with that said obviously I'm, I'm the last one on the list here um, so this month i've been working with spooky swap they've been our primary focus and what i mean by that is focusing on the actual relationship with with spooky swap and how we can offer value to their application so we have an upcoming partnership that will be announced with spooky swap our liquidity pool will remain there uh, right now i think it's like a hundred and something percent apr they're really nice. The exchange is really nice. And we, and I, and I believe it's the biggest FTM exchange. So uh, we have a lot to offer to SpookySwap and them to us. So I, I think that relationship is going to be very healthy. So that's something that I've been spending quite a bit of time on this month is just sort of, you know, fostering that, that relationship and, and building it into something, you know, bigger and better. And a couple other things. So, you know, updating the website on a regular basis. I mentioned this in the last live stream. I, you know, update the website for any new, uh, you know, information that might, you know, happen within the last month. Obviously organizing the weekly full team meetings as well as the core team meetings. And of course the community calls. Um, I've been delegating more to Sarah and Peter. Uh, it makes my life a little bit easier so I can focus on higher level stuff. We've been working with Devesh a lot. He is our primary node provider now, which I can't thank him enough if he's listening to this. 
he is amazing. His hardware is top notch. His his mentality, his his ability to spin up nodes like that perform extremely well, and they they come online very quickly. And so he's just been a complete godsend. Um, and and actually, let me elaborate on this just just a little bit. So, you know, people people were wondering why like PancakeSwap V2 was semi-functional and then not functional, and even to this. And I've said this before, but our old node provider who we thought was reputable we thought they were pretty good it turns out they they were not good at all and we actually reached out to them and said hey the bsc node is not performing how we need it to and the tldr was well bsc doesn't see enough like you know attention like there's not enough open interest and thus like we're not going to pay attention to these nodes so that was like a really big Achilles heel to the project as a whole, not just BSC, but like the project was really gimped because of our old node provider. So now that we have the Vesh, it's just so much better. And I'm, but anyways, I digress. So let's see here, some in progress stuff that I've been working on. I've, I've been working on trying to get the team members on a, on a more organized schedule. It feels like we all work seven days a week, which is a quick way to burn yourself out. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, who and when takes off days or D&D days if they need to focus on more in-depth topics and stuff like that. So I'm sure there's other things I can mention. I, I just uploaded a bunch of new emojis into the Discord server, which I really, I, I really went through. I, I'm in quite a few Discord servers and I went through and picked out like, all of my favorite like uh, emojis. And so they're all of the best ones, I think. So definitely go and play with those if you haven't already. Well, if you're still here, thank you for listening to the second ever Cat Community Call, and I encourage you to show up to the next one, which will be on September 6th, 1700 UTC. And as always, thank you for believing in the project. Thank you for holding our token. We will have ups, we will have downs, we will have sideway periods, but mostly up. I think for a lot of projects, the most trying times are when things are boring and there's really not a whole lot happening with the token price. As I say, we will continue to build regardless of what happens, and I'm just happy that you guys can be here for the adventure and coming along for the ride. So I hope you have a great day wherever you are in the world, and I will see you guys in the next community call.